Hey everyone, welcome back to the Period Chats podcast. Today we have a much requested topic and it's going to be airing in February, which is perfect timing for all the self-love and self-pleasure, but it is what is in your lube and is it hormone friendly? If you guys listened to our last episode or a few episodes ago, we talked about how what you put on your vulva and in your vagina matters because it's one of the most porous and absorbent places on your body. So I brought on two founders who have created incredible products and know more about lube than I could ever hope to know. So we have the founders of Personal Fave here, and I want to hand it over to you all to introduce yourself. Tell us how you got in the lube business, some fun personal facts. Just bring on all the info. Thank you, Kate. We're so excited to be here. I'm Hannah Hutton, a co-founder of Personal Fave. Stephanie poached me almost five years ago to start this project, and we started Personal Fave to diffuse shame and stigma around sex, to empower people to prioritize their pleasure while using the cleanest products. And Stephanie came to me because I was one of the first employees at The Honest Company, which is a baby and makeup, clean beauty, clean mom, clean baby product. And I was became obsessed with clean products. And we're now in this stage of society where we want clean beauty, we go, shop organic. So why shouldn't we be holding our sexual products to the same standards? What's touching your reproductive genitals should probably be the finest creme de la creme products in there. And Stephanie had some aha moments where she was like, yo, the stuff out there is disgusting and vile and we need to flip this industry on its head. Stephanie and I have known each other since we were 14. We met in ninth grade. and so Another got- pair of high school sweetheart co-founders. We yes. love it. Yes. My co-founder and I are also high school friends. It's the best We've because we've been through it all. We've been through all of our firsts together. So why not start a lube company? Mm-hmm. So, but Steph, this is her her baby, her brainchild. Yeah. Thanks again for having us. I'm Stephanie Elias, the founder, also co-founder of Personal Fave Co. We're a sexual wellness brand. As you know, right now we have lubricants on the market, but we have some other exciting products in our pipeline that everyone should be on the lookout for later this year. The aha moment that Hannah was alluding to previously was actually a horrific UTI that I had and started thinking about what was in conventional products and taking a look at the space and realizing that most of what you can buy at the drugstore is toxic and no one was really talking about it. And after just talking to friends and friendly acquaintances, realizing how common of an occurrence this was, whether it's UTIs, yeast infections, BV, you name it, we've all had it. We've all been shamed to not talk about it, but The prevalence is there and we deserve better, cleaner products that are matched to our pH and won't give us these nasty infections. And make us have fun. (laughs) Pleasure should be pleasurable. Yes. It should. And I feel like there's such like, we already know there's a stigma around like pleasure and especially like female pleasure, or if you have a uterus pleasure, like people really don't want us to have pleasure. And then on top of that, people almost make using lube seem like, or this is how I felt like, oh, well, it's your fault that you're not wet enough. Or like, why aren't you like a very blame gamey process? And I feel like the second you take that off the table, it's like a game changer for your sex life. 
it's a game changer because we look at this as not a solution, but an enhancement. Like this is someone joining you in the bedroom, whether it's, you know, you're with a partner, you're with a toy and yourself, this is exploratory and an additive. Why not? Yeah. It's like a bonus. Like it's more fun. It adds more fun. Extra and your packaging is beautiful. We are brand obsessed. And so both of our products, wet is the water-based and peak is our CBD oil-based. They both come in black glass bottles. We want it to be chic, sexy, elevated, you know, a lot of stuff that you get at the checkout of, of a drugstore is like a not so sexy squirt bottle that like doesn't really add to the moment. And this should be like to what we were saying before of the same standard of your clean beauty products. This is a part of your inner beauty. And so, yeah, we're going to have fun with it and it's going to be beautiful. Yes. Okay. So jumping in, we, I'm going to link the podcast we had before where we talked all about how absorbent the vulva and vagina are. So I wanted to jump in and say, okay, it's hard enough to like talk about lube then to figure out, okay, maybe this lube that I bought is actually really bad for me. Where do you start in the education process when it comes to learning about lube? Like say we're completely new to looking at the back of your ingredients list. Like where do we even get started? I would say, and this is my number one tip for any product you're buying anywhere, but especially stuff that is telling, touching your genitalia. I encourage everyone who is listening to grab your soap, grab a face lotion, grab a lube, look at the ingredients. And if you see the word fragrance or perfume, that is non-regulated. It's a cocktail of hundreds of ingredients that you can just smack the name fragrance on. And it's filled with phthalates, endocrine disruptors, parabens, scary shit. And if you have anything in there in your home right now, sorry, throw it out. It's scary. Another thing I like to geek out on is just what the FDA does and doesn't regulate for our own safety of ingredients. So in the US, I believe there are 11 or 12 banned ingredients for personal care. And in the EU, it's about 1200. And so like what your Johnson and Johnson that you get in Italy is very different from the Johnson and Johnson you're getting at the CVS here in the States. And that goes, that's the same for lube, but because lube is not talked about as much, we are bringing it to the table to have a head seat of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I also think if you are a lube novice, for example, it's important to understand what kind of sex you're planning to have and what the use case might be because there's definitely you know there's three main types of lube there's water-based there's oil-based and then there's silicone so it really depends on whether or not you're having sex with a partner if you're using toys if you're doing other things um but that's a really important thing to look out for obviously silicone isn't necessarily the most natural but one thing to look out for is if you are using toys you can't use silicone based lubricant with toys so water based or oil based is a better option also i truly believe Wait, that can, why is that so can you tell us why because i did not know that at all yes yeah, so silicone lubricants will ruin your really nice expensive silicone sex toys because there's an interaction that happens where they kind of meld together and rub off on each other so you don't want to use silicone lube with your nice fancy sex toys you would much prefer to use an oil-based or a water-based 
speaking of true beginners in terms of anything, obviously people will try coconut oil or other oils that you can find just in your kitchen. <laughs> this is great. However, they readily and fastly absorb into the skin. So they may not be the best use. And I think it's a really good place to start with a water base because that will give you a feeling and is probably one of the more natural options available. And there are so many good ones out there. Obviously, we're really particular and love ours the best. However, it feels like water-based not only has a majority of the market share, but is the most akin to the vagina or vulva's natural lubrication. Yeah, exactly. We've gotten a lot of feedback from on wet, our water-based formula, where people are like, this is so special because it feels like my body's own lubrication. And it creates intimate moments with my partner and myself. And it's latex compliant, which we love and conception safe, which, you know, no big deal. Publish, publish in an academic journal about our sperm motility for people trying out yeah. there. <laughs> but I will Wait, say- that's amazing. Can you touch on that a little bit more? Because I feel like a lot of people may not even know, like, it's interesting. I feel like I've tried every lube on the market, but I don't even know that much about them. So I'm like, tell me, how does that impact fertility? How does that impact sperm motility? Tell me everything. We got you. Yeah. So sperm motility is a fancy way of saying sperm swimming in terms of that being something that is able to happen in a in the best way possible is the lubricant needs to be pH matched to cervical fluid and to the vagina because a lot of different interactions may occur that either slow the sperm so they can't swim as well or kill them upon contact. So there's a lot of different people that have different schools of thought here. And we did a study with Texas Tech and outperformed the leading doctor recommended lubricant on the market. So this will be published later this year. And it's really exciting. We're really excited about it. One other thing I wanted to mention is if you are going to be having anal sex, an oil based, if you are with a partner, because they are not latex compliant, otherwise a silicone based may be a better bet just because the anus does not self lubricate and you need a little bit more slip to get where you're trying to go. And back so many to the things to making. know about lube. It's so we can many go on things. forever. <laughs> there are a couple of personal fave babies out there in the world. <laughs> so we're we're making fa- we're growing families out there in the states. <laughs> we love that because we have like a large part portion of our customer base and our community are like trying to conceive. And so our favorite reason for someone to be like, oh, I need to skip this month or change my subscription is because they're pregnant. And I love that there's these little like babies out. It just makes me so happy. Funkit babies, personal fave babies, all the hormone healthy babies. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. So that is all amazing, like base information, I feel like for us to build on this conversation now. So, you know, there's different loops for different types of sex. There's lubes to take into account for if you're trying to conceive, but let's uh, like circle back to like the pH and kind of mimicking what's going on in the vagina. Cause I think that that's something that, especially with like the feminine wash and like all of these different things that have so much fragrance in them and we've been so normalized to it. Let's expand a little bit more on like fragrance and like what you guys think we should know as consumers about fragrances. Hmm. 
well, they're not good. <laughs> and if there is going to be a fragrance in any type of wash or a sex product, you want to make sure that it's from an essential oil or from an actual plant. And it will be stated plainly in the ingredient list. And as Hannah mentioned before, if it says fragrance or perfume, run or put it back on the shelf. Don't buy it and make sure that either it's unscented or that it has like I said, essential oils or plant derivative. And you'll be able to tell because it will probably have a fancy scientific name. And then in parentheses, it'll say either rose or lavender or something of the like. And also what we're, I'm so excited about with Funkit and with Personal Fave is we're normalizing conversations and empowering the customer. And I want people who are listening and customers to know you can challenge brands whether you're in-store or online, utilize their customer service and ask, is this glycerin plant derived? Is this safe? Where is it from? The customer has power and control as they should. And so we are customer obsessed and want to make sure that they are getting what they need. And so Peak, our CBD arousal oil has rose in it. It's Bulgarian rose. It is expensive but we love our customers. So we are like, we are putting this in here. It cuts the smell of CBD. It has wonderful redeeming qualities. Challenge the company. You are, you are in power as the consumer. Your pleasure is your power. Yes. And it is so important as a consumer because like for us, like we're, we're working on a new thing where we're publishing our cycle bites have 24 ingredients. And they're all from really amazing places, but the ingredients are also really expensive. And so we're, yeah. but like, we want the consumer to know, like, here's where everything's coming from. Here's a map you can click on. Here's the origins. Like as a customer, it's so important, like for you to know that you really can ask brands and like you deserve lube that's not going to make you sick or lube that's not going to disrupt your hormones or a hormone health product that's actually good for you and not full of a bunch of fillers. So yes, if you're listening and you buy things, you are in power. You, you can are in power. Your dollar matters. It does. Okay. So you guys are the only lube I've ever seen. This is what caught my attention because a little background, I was like working a booth for Funkit and I saw a personal faves booth and I was like, wait, these, this just looks incredible. I need to know the people that do this. And then I saw that it was hormone friendly. And I was like, that is amazing because I feel like, like we said, there's a stigma around pleasure, a stigma around talking about sex, and then an even bigger stigma about, let's talk about the lube we're using, which we're going to definitely end that today on this podcast or try. Heck yeah. But hormone friendly. So what does that mean? Like what ingredients would make it not hormone friendly? I have an idea. Like, especially I know a good bit about endocrine disruptors, but I want to hear it from the experts. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that exist in terms of being qualified as endocrine disruptors, like parabens, petrochemicals, phthalates, fragrance, and none of these should really be in your lubricant or in any of your personal care products because skin alone is a massive organ and we are absorbing things directly into our bloodstream. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the vagina and the vulva are really Forest. absorbent yeah. and it goes directly into your bloodstream. And if there's ways that we can make better, healthier choices and make products that do not have any of these ingredients in them, we're winning. And I think it's something that 
was overlooked because a lot of these products were made by men without female or LGBTQ bodies in mind initially, and they just haven't been reformulated in hundreds of years. And to your point about hormones specifically and being pH matched, we were obsessive on creating these formulas. We worked hand in hand with our chemist, like our water base went through over a dozen iterations because we wanted it to be plant-based, plant-derived, clean, clean, clean. So if I'm, no matter what phase I'm at in my cycle, no matter how old I am, what stage I'm at in life, that this will work with my pH and my microbiome and that this is safe and won't get in the way of anything. Our tagline is we keep it clean so you can get dirty. We really want people to not have to worry about what is touching their body. So no matter what phase of the cycle you're in, throw some fave in there. You're good. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people don't talk about how cyclical it can, like different needs can be. And one that I always try to tell people is one, libido and sex drive and pleasure can mean different things in every phase of your cycle. And yes. also like cervical mucus changes throughout the cycle, which can provide lubrication. Like there's so many different factors. So I also agree that just having like a good lube on hand is important. And then making sure we're so cool with like what we're putting in our bodies that what we're putting on our bodies is just as important. Amen. So anything else that people should know about lube? So the ingredients are important. They can disrupt hormones, different lubes for different kinds of sex. What else? Oh, and different lubes for if you're trying to conceive or not. Yes. And then we feel so fortunate. We have such, we've cast such a wide net of the people that can use lube because it's everyone, right? A huge audience is also postnatal, postpartum and postmenopause. And I met my friend's eight week old son this week. And, you know, eight weeks means she's past the six weeks where she and her partner can start to have sex again. And she said they literally had a shelf of lube just lined up for when she was like, it wasn't the sexiest moment, but we like needed to connect intimately and peak. And I've heard this a lot from many of our, our new mamas out there. The CBD in peak has really helped relax the area while lubricating at the same time and enhancing arousal because it's bringing all that bloodstream to the sensitive area. So CBD and pleasure is massive, highly recommend. Again, it's not latex compliant. So with a committed partner, but it's really fun or with yourself, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. That's also such a good point about like the oil and like latex for people to keep that in mind. That's amazing for new moms too. Like I have so many friends who like have just had their first baby or you know, they're entering that postpartum phase where like you're rediscovering yourself. So that's incredible. I mean, honestly, there's so much. I feel like we could like talk for hours about lube, but for each of you, if you could like, if they could, people could just listen to this podcast and leave with one thing. What's one thing you'd want them to know about lube? I love that question. Why am I like emotional? (laughs) Because it's such an important topic. And I feel like it's especially these topics that are traditionally stigmatized. It does feel emotional when you can like freely speak about it because, you know, we should be educated about lube in our sex education classes, like in middle school and high school. And like, we should be able to talk about these things. And if we were able to compare ingredients and call out brands sooner, 
Yes. The industry would have been disrupted a lot earlier and we would have been having good products for a lot longer. So I think it is an emotional journey. It is. If there's one thing I would want the listeners to leave with, it's that even if you cannot self-lubricate, there's nothing wrong with you. It's a huge stigma there, but however, there's 30% of vagina vulva owners have to use lubricant every single time they have sex. And that does not mean there's anything wrong with you anatomically. You no, may be you're on, broken. No, you're not broken. You might be on meds. You might be dehydrated. You might be postpartum, perimenopause. You might be a straight guy just trying to jerk off. Like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with using lube. And I just think it's really important that people understand that first and foremost when approaching this topic. I wholeheartedly agree. 30% is a massive population. In addition, on the greater conversation of, of pleasure, treat your sexual health and your pleasure as any other pillar of health. You go to the dentist, you get a physical, having an intimate relationship with yourself first is extremely healthy. And we are happy that we can provide tools that are clean and fun to help you explore that journey prioritize your pleasure. Yes. Prioritize your pleasure. And I think there's a stat out there. I'll have to fact check myself that if you have like at least three orgasms a week, you live like 20% longer. I don't know. I'm going to fact check myself. I could have made it up, but it it sounds right. (laughs) Let's let's run with it. (laughs) It sounds like that's a good idea. We should all be doing that. I love it. And I want to echo that. Like I'm really open about my vaginal health and like the listeners know I've been through a whole journey like in college. And when I was on birth control and coming off of it, I had a really hard time with dryness. And like, I just dealt with painful sex for a long time because I felt like something was wrong with me. And so I want to echo like, there is nothing wrong with you. And lube can just be an amazing, like extra additive, like fun thing in your pleasure routine. And you should have a pleasure routine because you deserve it. So amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you everyone for listening. Where can everyone find personal fave? Of course, we're going to link it in the show notes, but, and we're going to be doing a giveaway. So where else can they find you? You can find us on our website, personalfave.co, as well as on our socials at personalfaveco, P-E-R-S-O-N-A-L-F-A-V-C-O. We're also sold on Goop as well as in sex shops nationwide for your listeners. I don't know if they're mostly Texas based. We're in a lot of the Cindy's stores in the state, as well as a bunch of others. Pleasure Chest, Babeland, Lion's Den, you name it. We can do a whole other podcast about (laughs) shifting the narrative around sex stores, but we'll save that. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Well, everyone go get some personal fave, enter to win our giveaway and if you like this episode, make sure to leave us a review. You can send us an email and let us know what you want to talk about, but there will be more loop content to come. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you for having us.